Welcome to another live with Greg and MD. Hello, hello. So we're so excited to be talking about this topic today, which is JOMO. JOMO. <laughs> which stands for the joy of missing out. You, most of you probably yeah. already know. I've never heard of this. Actually. I actually hadn't either, yeah, yeah. believe it or not. I mean, we, we know FOMO. FOMO I'd heard of from business school. That was, so FOMO sort of defined my experience at business school. And they warned us early on that you're going to experience it. In what way? Just because there's so much happening, oh, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and from the first day, you're getting hit with emails about clubs to join, classes to do, you know, recruiting Extra opportunities, extracurriculars, and then all your classmates have their own side things they want to do. And so yeah. it's just, it's a total FOMO fest. Um, so what, maybe should we just start briefly with FOMO? Let's and start, then? Yes, let's start with FOMO, I think, because that will give us the context to sort of unpack what JOMO is. Yeah. Cool. Do so you want to start or should you, I? You go ahead. I think you have sort okay. of more of a <laughs> I certainly experienced take a lot of it. it. You yeah, take yeah. on it. Yeah, I want to share it. Um, right. So FOMO, of course, <laughs> is the fear of missing out. And it's most commonly experienced, at least in, in my experience, when there are things happening that you're interested in participating in, yeah. but you're not able to do for some other reason. Maybe you have a conflicting obligation. Maybe, maybe you're just too exhausted. Yeah. Whatever it is, you're not doing what other people are doing, and you feel this sense of, uh, technically, it's called fear. But I'm not sure I'd describe it as fear. I don't think it's fear necessarily. I think it's more of sort of, it's this thing in your gut. It's discomfort. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's anxiety, really. Yeah, it's yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. I think it's anxiety. And I think it originates from quite a basic sort of trait of humans. Yeah. Which is, right, as social creatures, yeah. we want to be with the tribe. Yeah. And so if the tribe's doing something, we want, we to, want do to do it. that too. And so when you're not doing what the tribe is doing, there's this sort of very basic, you know, software <laughs> in you that's saying, or hardware, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that's saying, ooh, we should fix this. Let's go and do what the tribes do. Right, of course. Yeah. And I think I think it does um, tie into the fact that we we seek out, you know, a tribe of people to be with. We seek out, we want a sense of belonging. We want to feel like we're a part of a community because it's so important and it's integral to our mental health and well-being. Um, yeah. The New York Times, in fact, published an article about how social interaction is the key to longevity. So we'll talk more about that in depth later because we have a video coming about that mm. in the coming weeks. But I think what's really important is to note that even though we're having these feelings of sort of missing out, maybe that's not a bad thing. And that, I think, where is where JOMO comes in. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, because right? we'll, before we jump to JOMO, I think you want to talk more about well, it's just that setting up FOMO, right? Setting, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not only you feel like you should be doing what the tribe is doing. Yeah. There's also the sense of if you're not doing what the tribe's doing, then you risk being considered an outsider. Right. Right. You risk right. being ostracized because the tribe says, "Oh, you're not doing what we're doing." Yeah. Therefore, you you're not one of us. You know, and so they in must your head, be other or the outsider. Right, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, that sort of compounds this, this idea, this fear 
of um, not being with the tribe and doing what, what they're doing. Now you transition nicely into Jomo. And I think what Jomo is, is an example of us sort of <laughs> taking control of our uh, monkey mind as, yeah. as um, Tim Urban. Tim Urban has a really good phrase for it. I'm, I'm blanking it right now. He's got a great series out at the moment, essentially explaining why we are the way we are. It's on his Wait But Why blog, and yeah. he's coming up with different chapters because it's a, a long body of it's work. It's essentially a book. It's a, it, right. Each right. blog post, each blog post is, you know, super, uh, super long. Probably each one has taken me like at least 45 minutes to read. And they're, they're technically really installments right? on a single blog. So it's really a book. But anyways. What he, we'll link he, it below. His, yeah, yeah. His um, blog, Wait But Why. But he also talks about monkey mind in his TED Talk on procrastination. So definitely watch right. that. It's so good. And so anyways, this is. So the monkey mind. Well, yeah. He basically, it's this picture. He, he's a cartoonist too. And he has, it's, it's actually, in this case, it's not a monkey. It's, it's really just a caveman, okay. right? This is the caveman version of you. And the caveman version of you uh, tells you to do things that you don't really have a say in, right? So if the caveman sort of part of your brain says, mm -hmm. do something, you have to really deliberately resist that impulse yeah. in order to, to sort of overcome it. Right. And I think Jomo... Is, is the key. <laughs> what is that? It's it's an example the alternative. of you sort of resisting that caveman impulse. Yeah. And so that's where the joy of missing out comes in. And a lot of people talk about Jomo as being sort of the antidote to our obsession with social media and screens. Mm. And because if you think about it, where sort of FOMO started surfacing, at least when we started hearing about it, it was in response to sort of like what's going on in social on social media because you're going through your feed and you're noticing that okay so and so is having really fun at that party or mm. that festival or in that job maybe that you were also vying for because it doesn't necessarily have to be uh you know the party that you missed out on right. or the event or the social event it could also be things like an opportunity. Yeah, totally. Right. So like it's your friends are starting a company. Do you want to join or not? Yeah, exactly. Right? Or maybe, you know, some friends invited you on this epic, I'm going to say hiking trip because we were just on a hiking trip, but it could be something like that where you're I traveling. I would totally experience FOMO definitely. if I missed out on a hiking trip. I remember yeah, actually this definitely. summer, this That's summer, not a bad thing, right? um, all my friends were getting together yeah, uh, up in New Hampshire, which yeah. is beautiful in the summer, and you know, part of them are a band that we had in college, and so uh, there was the band getting together, and a bunch of them had just had kids, and so they were bringing their kids up, so I would have had a chance to see the kids for the first time. Someone was flying in from London. I mean, this was like a it big was an epic get, together. get together. Yeah, and I'm a huge. I'm. I, I like to call myself the number one groupie of this band. So, anyways, <laughs> you know, they're all collecting up in New Hampshire. And uh, I'm stuck in Asia, and I'm just thinking in my head, oh, gosh, I, I, I'd never experienced that. That, that kind of Was FOMO. Was that the most intense FOMO? Yeah, I think that, for me, friends, the friend-type FOMO, like, vastly exceeds any professional uh, sense of FOMO. And that's where I had the most trouble. I think with professional FOMO, it's much easier for me to actually turn that into JOMO. 
right? Yeah, because you're, you know, feeling happy for the person, maybe, right? You're, is that what you mean? What yeah, do you well, mean by well, actually, that? why don't we, yeah. so now that we're talking about Jomo as okay. well, we why don't we, we might have, because I think a lot of people sort of have different takes on what Jomo is. I think so too. Why don't we start, do. let's, let me hear what your version of Jomo okay. is, and then I'll see if mine's any different than yours is. So I think the first thing that comes down um, to sort of understanding Jomo is that it might be a good idea to remove yourself from situations where, you know, FOMO might occur. So I think for a lot of people that's getting off of social media, when sort of you feel maybe you're down that day or, you know, you're kind of missing your friends mm. or missing out on things happening, then I would not recommend going on your phone, right? And checking Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um but I think also, what was your first question though? Because I feel like I'm digressing. Well, right. I, I'm just trying to figure out what my definition. Yeah. Of Jomo how is. would you define Jomo? Right. So I think Jomo is basically unplugging, and that's why I started talking mm. about <laughs> social media. Right. So unplugging from sort of your screen, your tech life, which is really really hard to do because I mean, look, my phone is right next to me. <laughs> but I think first is unplugging mm -hmm. so that you can actually experience Jomo, which is being in the moment. I think it also comes down to, we hear this a lot, mindfulness. But I feel like that is just so important, especially in relation to what's happening on the other side of our screen. We need to detach yeah. so that we can be present. Because when you're looking at photographs, that already happened. That's already in the past. Mm -hmm. And yeah. instead, we want to try to sort of ground ourselves in the now. So for you, Jomo is really the joy of feeling present. The joy of feeling present, the joy of unplugging for a short amount of time. And then I think also getting out in nature. Mm. Like I really, for me personally, just something so different from tech. I love tech. Yeah. I mean, we have a tech-based yeah. company. Like I love it. It's so great in so many ways. You reach people all over the world. It's incredible, the connectivity that we experience, but that doesn't replace face-to-face -face communication. Mm. It doesn't replace getting out in nature, even if you have an awesome simulation, Yeah. right? Yeah. Where was that thing that we, we wanted to try? This is not, a, this is kind of a tangent, but remember there was, we love Swerve, that indoor bicycling with the lights off and the loud music and Swerve, remember? Swerve. The cycling, yes. right. Yeah, so yeah, our yeah. friend told us about this one where- Which is like Pelton or Soul Cycle. I love it's one Pelton of those, too. Those cycling, yeah. uh, almost cults. It's they're, a cult. Soul Cycle was the first to start it. Yeah, and yeah, I listened yeah. to a podcast with uh, Julia Rice. Oh, that was a terrific one. It was the a really good Tim podcast. Ferriss, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so if you can't get to outside in nature, go into one of these studios. It would really rejuvenate you. But our friend was telling us about this simulation mm. where you get on your bike and you're surrounded by different backgrounds and you could be all of a sudden in like Niagara Falls yeah, yeah, or yeah. somewhere in the mountains. That would be really cool. So, but I don't think a simulation like that would replace outside nature. So Jomo is also being in nature, so, real nature, so, IRL. Okay. <laughs> um, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. But it's, funny you, it's, you? it's funny you bring up, <laughs> it's funny you bring up nature because- Why is it funny? It um, is, I think it ties into part of how I define okay, Jomo. Cool. So you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. I think the reason why nature falls into your definition of Jomo yeah. is because 
at least the way I see it, Jomo is to some extent celebrating um, your sort of aloneness, right? It's Say it again. Jomo is celebrating your, your aloneness. aloneness. Okay. Right? Because I feel like there's such pressure nowadays to always be, you know, with your crew, always being at the party, always, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But actually a really important part of life. Yeah is giving yourself some alone time, some yes. quiet time. Yes, of course. And nature is a great way to do that. And that doesn't mean you have to be totally by yourself. You can be with your partner, with your, you know, a couple of small group of friends. But nature is about detachment, like you were saying. Yeah. And it it um, gives you an opportunity to not have to worry about what other people are doing, you're, right? You're you forget about you're it. You're communing you with even... something bigger yeah. than, than, you know, what our social whims are. Absolutely. And so that's why I totally agree. I think nature is a fantastic yes. way to experience Jomo. Jomo. <laughs> um, because it, it gives you that sort of space and insulation from the world. Um, and maybe insulation isn't the right word for it. I would almost argue that it's more so nature allows you to plug in to the bigger picture of the universe, right? It gives you perspective too. Yeah. Right? It's just like there's things bigger than Bob's you know, bash on Saturday. Um, but there's another part of Jomo that I enjoy and I would include it in my definition, which is it's sort of a triumph over that caveman in you, mm. right? So or you're going woman, against your let's, let's hardware, be, uh, right? You're going against your hardware, right, exactly. By, by sort of deciding to not participate in something, you've made a conscious decision and that's proof that you're not the slave to the caveman in you, mm. right? That you, the monkey mind. The monkey mind, right? That you've you've made a decision <laughs> that your higher mind, which is also a Tim Urban phrase, yeah, your higher mind uh, is going to take the, the lead in this. And I think the ability to do that is actually very powerful in all aspects of life. Being able to sort of um, overcome and uh, transcend. The, the pressures of society, mm. uh, which often have to do with the pressures of your sort of caveman self, to overcome those and transcend those is a powerful thing mm -hmm. that can enable you to really focus on things that are important to you, right. to be present, like you were saying. Yeah. So uh, for me, the joy of missing out is is a triumph. And, and by choosing to not participate in something, even if there was, especially if there was pressure to participate in it, mm -hmm. that's a triumph that you made over uh, a part of yourself that sometimes wins and shouldn't. And I think the important thing to note here is knowing when to say no mm. to social engagements that you just really don't want to participate yeah. in, but also knowing how to say no. Mm. Um, but I, I think it's, it's not just like turning down every single invitation. It's not, you know, just saying no to say no and just to try to embrace foam. Jomo. They're yeah, so yeah, close. Yeah, Try yeah. to embrace Jomo. Yeah. But I think it's really about choosing what events you want to go to. Definitely. And like having a good reason. So I think getting together with like a really strong, close-knit group of friends that you really want to spend time with, I think that's a fantastic opportunity, right? Mm. It's like, why not? But, you know, you don't have to say yes to everything. And I think it's really hard sometimes. But I think it's so hard sometimes yeah. to not just because of fear of missing out, but I think it's genuinely hard for people to say no. 
Right, just that. They don't want to let the other person down. down. They don't want to reject them. Yeah, absolutely. So I think oftentimes people find themselves saying yes way more than saying no. But it's not about saying yes or no. It's about what you're saying yes and no to and why. Yeah. And the frequency too, because you need space for you as well. Right. What do you think about that? Well, there's uh, another guy that I found through Tim Ferriss called Derek Sivers. Oh, right. And he has a little bit of his own cult following. Derek Sivers, right? Derek Sivers, right? He's also on. uh, Fascinating guy. He started off, you know, early in his life as a musician in a circus. Uh, Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yes. Fascinating guy. Would you like some more tea? Uh, Yes, please. And he uh, ended up um, getting picked up by the Berkeley School of Music. And so that's a very prestigious uh, music institution. Yeah. And uh, was training there and then decided, you know, he wasn't necessarily going to do music professionally. But he ended up starting uh, the first online CD business. And <laughs> it was called CD Baby and grew it into this massive multi-million dollar company. It was, it was the biggest at the time, the biggest CD When business. was this, like early 2000s? Yeah. And uh, he wrote a really good book. Um, and I think in it, he talks a lot about how to say no. Okay. And That's good to know. So that's why I bring him up. But he has- Derek one, Sivers. Derek Sivers. Yeah. Just look him up and check out his book. He's got a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, he can be a little edgy, but- uh, It's okay. We're fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> edgy is good. Edgy, edgy pushes you to think- a little bit more wrong. As long as he's being authentic, right? If that's his authentic expression. He defines authenticity. There yeah. you go. Yeah. We like that Which stuff. Which we're big into. We're big into. So anyways, he's got this little phrase that he says. So okay. if, if you need to decide whether just, or not to say no to something, no something. Yep. you just try this test. Is this something that when it was proposed to me, in my mind, I said, hell yes, right? If you didn't experience that intense sense of, Oh yeah, gotta do it. And it happened so fast, too, happened right? so fast without right. even yeah, thinking. If, if you didn't get that impulse, just mm-hmm. hell yes. Mm-hmm. If you were kind of sort of like on the fence, on the fence, yeah, you probably shouldn't do it. You probably Good shouldn't test. do it, right? Good test. Um, now, I, I think it's taken to be taken with a grain of salt, right? Right. Of course. If there are things that you're nervous about, um, mm. right? It's something that you're trying to overcome. It's a challenge, and you're just not yes. comfortable. That's a different thing. I think this so has true. more to do with simply. Social engagement. Social engagement, things yeah. that you could easily participate in yeah. if you chose. Right. And do you say hell yes or not? Mm-hmm. That also makes me think of the one Marie Forleo has. Mm. In her book, Everything is Figure Outable, she talks about this um, tool that she uses um, to help her decide what opportunities, what events, what social engagements mm-hmm. to say yes to as opposed to saying no to. And I think this is also really helpful for opportunities. Um you know, like speaking engagements or whatever opportunities might be, you know, put in front of her or you perhaps um, is when you close your eyes and you're supposed to sort of think about the opportunity as either expanding your heart or sort of like Uh, closing in. So do you feel a feeling, do you have a feeling? Growth, like sort of a growth feeling? Yeah. Like, do you feel like you're expanding or do you feel like you're, you know, shrinking Uh. up into a small little I love that. Ball or something. Yeah, that's really good. And then the other thing to do if you're not sure still is to think about, okay, five years from now, am I going to regret turning down this opportunity? Five years from now, am I going to regret not going to that party, not going to that wedding, not going to that whatever? Um, Yes or no? If the answer is yes, you're going to regret it, then you should probably do it. So I think when you're thinking about like 
I love that you brought that up about like a challenge because mm-hmm. first, you know, if we are given this opportunity to pu- do a public speaking engagement, right? Like speak in front of 100, 200 people, whatever. Maybe your first reaction is to say, oh, no, I can't do that. No way. I'm not doing that, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I personally love public speaking, <laughs> so I would probably say yes. Right, right. But I think for a lot of people, there are plenty of things that I would be afraid to do and say no to. But I think you have to think about it as, am I going to regret this? Right. And and if you're going to regret it, then it's a challenge that you should probably do. Yeah. So try those out. Totally. I think for me, uh, what I try to do mm-hmm. with what? is with, with, with this, like this challenge of saying yes or no. You're really good about it. Well, part of the reason I you've think a, you've aced it. <laughs> I don't know if I I've, think. I've aced it, but I, I, I work hard on it. I do. You do. And uh, part of part of what makes it easier for me mm-hmm. is my default is actually no. Right. And so for me, most of the time, I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. And it it will. So so it's kind of like when you're taken to court, you're uh, innocent until proven guilty. Well, in the U.S., but in, in France, the US. in France, it's your it's the opposite. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Well, in the U.S., yeah, you're innocent until proven guilty. So that means the the uh, um, the other side has to sort of work to prove that you actually did something wrong. In my case, it's a no. So this opportunity to has to really you. work and convince me to become a yes. And so by, by sort of having your default mode as no, um, I think that just sort of makes it easier for you uh, because right. it's not, oh, how am I going to turn this yes into a no? It's, it's always no, but sometimes <laughs> it can become a yes. I if you're lucky. If, if you're lucky. <laughs> no, no. But I, I do think also age matters. Right? What do you mean? Well, when you're younger. Oh, oh, oh. When you're younger. As you grow up, like get older. Right. So when you're younger, I think you should be saying yes to more things. I yeah. think you can be, yeah. at that age, you want to sort of, sort of take in as many opportunities as possible. And if you get overwhelmed, you get overwhelmed. No big deal. But as you get older, mm-hmm. uh, us being in our, you know, wily 30s, but I'm just saying, as, <laughs> as you get older, um, you do yeah. want to start cutting down mm-hmm. because you start to figure out what it is that's important for you to focus on. And maybe for some people, they're lucky and they figure out what they want to focus on earlier. And in that case, you can start saying no earlier. As soon as you really have found your sort of life passion, that something that you know you want to commit your life to, yeah. I think that's when you can start dropping the hammer and really mm-hmm. saying no. And being really selective. And being really selective. But if you're still in that situation where you're like, hmm, not really sure what I want to do with my life, mm-hmm. not sure if I feel fulfilled with my job yeah. or you know, such and such, then then keep saying yes. Keep yeah. saying yes. But as soon as you figure out what you, it is you want to do, yeah. that's when I think it's really good to just flip the switch and have no be your default. Yeah. I want to circle back to what you said, uh, what you said earlier. Um, I think, what do you think about sort of telling your friends sort of maybe broadcasting it to your close group mm. about your tendencies of saying no to things uh, so that they only invite you to things that they like know that you really want to be at, or they feel like you could participate in really yeah. well. You Is know, that something you announce to I, people or on paper? It sounds like a good idea, right? It sounds like it would be a good idea to sort of prime your friends to, to, to know that, chances are you're going to say no. Um, but on the other hand, what you don't want to do is create a situation where 
A, they feel uncomfortable to invite you. Right. And B, where they just decide not to invite you anymore. Right. right? They're because like, you want to be a part of this. <laughs> it's with friends, I think it really just a good friend is gonna kind of know already what you're gonna say yes to and what you're gonna say no That's to. That's true. So I don't worry too much. When someone invites me, you know, out to to go clubbing or to a rave or something, I'm probably gonna say no. And yeah. they, <laughs> they pretty much already know I'm gonna say no. Right. And that's actually a cool position to be in because every now and then yeah. I'll throw out a yes. And then they go nuts because, uh-huh. you know, they were totally expecting me to say no. And I said, yes. Right. 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 So I don't like to, so totally... to be sort of unpredictable. And so I think that's a good example of Jomo, right? Just being mm. in the moment because in the moment you felt like, wow, okay, this might be a fun thing to do. It'll switch things up. I'm, you know, I'm really, um, energized at the moment so yeah. I could just dance or whatever yeah. and be totally fine with it. Right. Well, well, that's an interesting point, which is you can even have effectively was reverse Jomo where normally <laughs> reverse Jomo. I, I might, if, 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 you, I think you should coin if somehow that. someone got me to a, a, a nightclub or a rave, cause I just, it's very hard to get me to oh, one of those places. Not my scene. Um, but you could in theory, <laughs> uh, if you did, I might be feeling Jomo of, you know, like being, in your Beating bed, the moment, right, or, right, or, yeah, exactly. Like reading a book, yeah, exactly. Like luxuriating in new warm sheets or something. Exactly, I don't know. yeah. And the reality is, look, if you do end up saying yes, chances are you're going to have a good time. So I it's wouldn't stress too much. Yeah, right? every yeah. every opportunity is situation is what you make of it. That I think it comes down yeah. to that. And I think it's really easy to stress about, oh, what mm. should I say yes to? What should I say no to? At the end of the day, no one's going to hold you to task as to what you go for. Yeah. I think it really comes if 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 you have something you have to focus on, then be yeah, of course. be more strict about it. But otherwise, you know, just kind of go with your gut. Just say yes or no. Just know that you know you're not going to be taken to court for choosing one or the other, right? Right, right, cuz it's like ultimately I think what you're saying is not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. Right. And yeah. I think people don't really use the acronym anymore YOLO, but I feel like it's YOLO. Yeah. You only yeah. live once. I mean, that could be sort of distorted. I love YOLO. In different ways. But I think yeah. in the positive sense of YOLO, it's like you only live once. Thus, you should think about what your priorities are Define your own. What's your own definition of happiness? Mm. What's your own definition of enough? What's your own definition of just I don't know, everything that's yes. important to you. These are hard questions, by the way. It's not like you just have answers to them. Of course them. not, but, but these are absolutely to think about. These are absolutely the questions you can use and ask yeah. yourself to answer. The, like, do like, I go to that Do thing? I do this or right. not? Absolutely. And the better you get at that, and I think you get better at those questions as you get older, yeah. particularly yeah. as you continue yeah, to ask so. those mm-hmm. questions, it becomes much easier to decide if this is a yes or no. Right. Right. Um, we have a video out about what's your inner voice and mm, different strategies yes. for intrapersonal communication. So if you're interested in sort of how to get started with what types of questions you should be asking yourself, how to sort of figure out what you actually want, because sometimes we don't know. We just are told what we, not told by anyone in, in particular, but just sort of the pressures of society, mm. societal pressures and you know, they're around. And it's, I think FOMO is very much integrated in social pressures it from is. It is. just your group of friends, your background, your school, your whatever. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, yeah. just so apparent to us that we have to sort of remove ourselves from that and figure out, okay, is this 
is this what I want? Is this the opportunity I want to take? Is this, Yeah. are these people I want to hang out with for real or uh, what? How about one week from now, one month from now, will this decision even matter? Oh right? yeah, that's, that's true. I think, I think people in the moment feel like this is a huge, you know, this is a huge decision when in fact, doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you project <laughs> out, you know, a month, a year, you totally forget. You totally forget whether, when you had that mm -hmm. decision or not. So why even waste a few moments? Why stress about, about it? it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what's really good is to sort of have a protocol. Um, I don't know what that would look like necessarily, but maybe it's sort of like something to design for yourself after you do your introspecting mm. think of a protocol like does it check this box if this opportunity checks this box and this box and this box i don't know i just came up with this on the fly i don't yeah, yeah. i don't know i would have to do it myself and to see if it i like that though you basically yeah I, you basically set up uh some criteria yeah i, I actually love that maybe we should do it <laughs> i think it's terrific well why not right comment below let Try us know out. if you want us to yeah. maybe we can make it a, a free downloadable or something yeah you basically come up with some criteria for an opportunity for an opportunity for and then party it sort of different. makes it a little more systematized where and i love systems. you love systems <laughs> I uh, made it for you, maybe. where where you can just basically run it through so actually oh. um speaking speaking of uh questions oh awesome um bed had uh bed chandra had a really good uh point which was that um so she'd yeah. be invited out or he would be invited out by friends yeah um and would want to go but there's pressure from parents yeah. to not mm -hmm. until, you know, you've achieved something. In this case, it's got a job, right? Uh, but it might be Other for a student. It could be, you know, grades. So, yes, that's, I think that's a really good question, which Great is, question. you know, when you want to do something, um, but there's sort of, so one, one uh, important social group is encouraging you to do something right. when a second social group is pushing you to do something else. Yes. That's a really tough, Oof. tough situation to be in. That's tough. And I, my personal take on it, I would say is, you know, at the end of the day, you're your best judge. And um, you want to think about sort of why are the pressures on both sides? So your parents probably want you to do something because they have your best interests at heart, right? Of course. They want you to succeed. Yeah. And so um, that's why they would, you know, apply that pressure. And your friends just love hanging out with you. Right. And you enrich their experience, so they want you to be enriched in their experience. So I think when you think about the motivations from either side, that can help you sort of understand, you know, how to make the decision. Because you can decide, well, you know, actually tonight I already did a lot of work, maybe searching for a job yeah. um, or building some skills. Mm -hmm. um, so I've put, you know, two or three days of real hard work or even a week of hard work, it's time to reward myself and unwind and, unwind, and that will actually perhaps enhance my ability to get a job because I've taken this time to decompress. Right. Um, you could also argue, I'm sort of coming up with arguments for, your, <laughs> for your, to give to your parents. You can also come up with the, the possibility that going out with your friends exposes you to new uh, opportunities, new professional opportunities. Maybe your friends, you know, know someone that works somewhere um, right. That's actually really a good point, right? right? Because it's not just, people always say, it's not just what you know, it's who you know. And of course you have the skills to back up right. who you know or whatever. So I think enriching your yeah, you network, can, totally. you can make it like a networking. Going out with your friends, thing. you can make it a sort of a hybrid as, yes, it's a social, uh, fun social experience, 
but it's also a networking opportunity. Yeah. So if you can valid. if you can find a way to sort of blend, um, you know, your the objectives of the one party with the yeah. other, that's sort of like the holy grail. Oh yeah, right? that's ideal. Yeah. Right? So I think you can get smart about ways to sort of. It, it comes back to understanding what the motivations are, where the conflict is, and if is you and don't know the motivations, you should ask. You say maybe yeah. you could find a way of exactly. asking, like, like I get your concern, but mm -hmm. let's try to sort of allay some of these fears or concerns. Totally. Having a dialogue is so is, is huge. Yes, right? open communication. Exactly. Sort of uh, getting getting clarity on on what the other person is thinking, and or their group is thinking, and their intentions. Is really important. And so going back to what you said earlier about yeah. do you tell your friends that you're always going to say no to certain things? Right. Like, not? do you voice it? Like, right. okay, look, guys, I'm really, you know, slammed at work right now. I have a lot of back-to-back -back things. I'd appreciate it if you don't even just, like, invite me to anything right now for the next month. Right. For, for just the next month. Yeah. And then I'm going to totally let you guys know yeah. when I'm open again. Not uh, a bad idea. Yeah, that's not Maybe. a bad idea, right? Just, just sort of at least having the dialogue, showing that you care, that you want to be there, but there are other other things that are sort of going to prevent you in the short term. Just yeah. So the more communication you have, the clearer everyone the is on why you're doing what you're doing. I think the happier everyone will be. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Really good question. Ed. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have there? Oh, oh, I think this is just an agreement. I, I think a lot of people, uh, okay. a lot of a lot of people feel this way. That's awesome. I think yeah. I think you know it's just really important to sort of establish your boundaries, but also not to forget that you do need to unwind. You do need to reward yourself. Um, I see a lot of people doing, um, they'll come up with their sort of goal setting mm -hmm. and then they'll give themselves a reward. And that, re that reward might be, you know, binge watching Netflix, <laughs> binge watching YouTube, maybe exploring communication. Yeah. Um, you know, doing something that as a reward, maybe yeah. going out and you know, maybe you ran five miles and you feel really good about yourself, which is an awesome accomplishment. Um, then maybe you go to the movies after or you do something to unwind or you go and hang out with friends. So I think if you think about FOMO that way yeah, and you turn it into JOMO as a reward, then that's awesome. Right. And knowing, I will say that doing sort of, um, what's the word, getting that reward feels so much better oh, so when good. you've worked for it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And totally. I, I love, you brought up two different options in terms of those rewards. Not that I yeah. should necessarily have a passion judgment on which is better, oh, but okay. yeah, go I ahead. think if you have to make a call, yeah. you're almost always better rewarding yourself mm -hmm. with something that's social in nature. Mm, social just interaction. Because, because we're, we're, we're social creatures. And so even if it's just hanging out with one friend or two friends, if you don't like big groups, no problem, right? Yeah, totally but, or, or maybe it's, hanging out with your family a little more. Yeah. But rewarding yourself with something that's social, you get this sort of double benefit. Definitely. Because the Netflix binge, look, I love it. I it's everyone fine. everyone it's enjoys fine. a Netflix yeah, binge. We always like but it you don't finish time to time. You don't finish watching, you know, a full season of Game of Thrones and then be like, yeah, I feel, I feel so empowered. I feel empowered. <laughs> you kind of feel like you just oh. ate junk food. <laughs> right, right. Or it's right. like, oh my eyes are hurting now. <laughs> Whereas when you go and do something social with friends, family, um yeah. or or even something sort of uh uh, fitness related. Yeah, or being you, you in feel, nature. You feel that double reward. Definitely. So yeah. So you could be selective about your rewards as yeah. well. Why not? <laughs> What's going on? Ved Ved agrees. Work oh. hard, party harder. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think that was the motto <laughs> in college. Yeah, I mean I think that's a good motto for life, honestly. Just you know, put a lot of effort in. 
and then reward yourself for putting that effort yeah. in. Because it's it's dangerous to to sort of if you work and work and work and don't have that reward component, burn out, burn, you out. burn out, burn, you burn out. out. Yeah, there's so. a balance. There's a balance, and then just I think really being selective is so key. Yeah, um, and I think part of it is really saying no. I'm thinking about making a lesson about how to say no. Mm. So if that's interesting to you, I'd love your feedback. If you actually want a lesson like this, let me know in the comments below. Let me know in the chat. I would like a lesson. You would like a lesson about how to say no. (laughs) Because I think it's so important. And it's hard. It's hard. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. I think it goes beyond FOMO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, saying no is, is, I think, a whole... uh, sort of topic on its own, <laughs> yes. but that's certainly associated with FOMO. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was invited to a Halloween party recently and I couldn't go because I had other obligations, but like I actually felt badly about saying no. Um, on the other hand, but you, you felt, know, you, you I, I, I know because I remember the situation, yeah. you totally experienced JOMO because I remember I having JOMO. It was yeah, so good. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you know, that I'm sure that party would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was too yeah, bad yeah, to yeah. let that person down. On the other hand, I'm really pleased with the ability to be doing what I'm doing right now. So happy. I was really happy about my decision. And I think that is testament to the fact that you've made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to Marie Forleo's idea of like, am I going to regret this decision in a week? Or And I feel so good about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, if I had to sum up sort of uh, the the conversation, it would be, um, it comes back to, I think, knowing yourself, right? And uh, I'm going to take what you said because it's just so good. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's that introspection. It's that self-talk, understanding what your definitions are of enough, of what's important, um, and what is your goal, right? And, and using that to inform your decision as to whether to say yes or no. Yeah. And then not, not worrying about it. You, once you've made a decision, you, you, you made the decision yes. and move on, yes. and move on, you know, a year from now, it's not going to matter yeah. in most situations. So true. Uh, and life is impossible to predict. So to, to say, I think people get caught in this sense of, oh, if only I said yes, such and such would be happening. It's like, yeah, maybe. But maybe on the not. other hand, maybe not. well, on the other hand, you wouldn't have this awesome thing. Oh, right. right? So right. there's so many sort of forks uh, on the road of life. Yeah. And to sort of hold yourself accountable for when you said yes or no is pointless because the reality is uh, – you know, whatever you choose, you, you have the opportunity to make the best of. Yeah. So don't regret it. Make the decision. I love that because I think FOMO is one of these things that lingers and it doesn't have mm. to be FOMO with a, an opportunity or a social event. It could also be with your own decision. Right. So I think I love that. I yeah. love that uh, gem of, a, of <laughs> advice that you just gave, Greg. Um, All right. So I think that's a wrap on this.